As of our last episode, I am delighted to say that the Family Disciple Me ministry has officially passed over 2,000 podcast downloads, and we're getting ready to dive into season two in just a couple weeks. It is a time of great celebration, and I'm so excited. So thank you for joining me in this episode, which continues our Who is Jesus series. Have you ever had one of those moments when, after having not seen somebody for a decade or two, you unexpectedly run into them? Maybe you don't recognize them at first because it's been such a long time. They've changed, you've changed. You look at them and they look familiar, but you have to study their face for a moment or hear their voice and then suddenly you recognize them. I know you. And sometimes it's an amazing reunion. This is exactly what happened to the Apostle John. John had been one of Jesus' 12 disciples. He was about the same age as Jesus, maybe born within a few years of him. He had walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus. John had followed Jesus everywhere he went, including to the foot of the cross. And then after Jesus' resurrection, John continued to follow him telling others about him, recording the stories about him in what we call the Gospel of John, writing about Jesus' amazing love in the books we call 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. But as close as John had been to Jesus in those three years of his earthly ministry, it had been decades since John had seen him. So much had transpired since then. John's faithfulness had caught the eye of the pagan Roman emperor Domitian. This ruler thought he was God, so he ruthlessly persecuted those who believed that Jesus is God, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, that Jesus is the only way to the Father. Domitian's cruelties led to horrible atrocities, amongst which included John being dipped in boiling oil because he would not deny his faith. The Christian theologian Tertullian recorded in the church history he wrote down about a century later that John miraculously survived this bath in boiling oil. Then John was forced to drink poison, but it didn't hurt him either, though it did kill another common criminal when he was forced to drink from the same cup. Interestingly, it's recorded that John raised that man from the dead. The miracles were certainly impressive, maybe even to the Emperor Domitian himself. Still, he was not going to have anyone but himself be God, and he certainly wasn't going to have anyone who believed Jesus is God remain in his presence. So Domitian banished John to the island of Patmos. There, on that rocky, desolate, infertile island, it said that John lived in a cave and was forced to work in the mines. Who knows if he completely escaped the scars of the boiling oil or if he survived with them and had to continue to endure their effects. Life on that island, either way, was meant to be brutal, cruel, punitive, mind-changing, a Roman reindoctrination into who Jesus is and who Jesus is not. I want to tell you more about this story, but before I do, 
I'd like to pause and welcome you to the Family Disciple Me podcast. It starts with a conversation. My name is Tasha Williams, and I'm the founder of this ministry. Our mission is to make Christ known and His Word home. We do this through discipling the next generation, all those that God's entrusted to us. Family Disciple Me provides easily accessible, weekly Bible-based discipleship conversations, including this podcast and the related conversation guide to which you can find the link in the show notes. My hope is that as you listen to this podcast, you'll hear a story and internalize some thoughts and ideas as you listen to what God has to say to you through this. And then, friend, you'll go have an intentional discipleship conversation with someone in your life. Remember, discipleship starts with the conversation. Now, back to our story. We left John the Apostle on the brutal island of Patmos. Every day was meant to be a fight for survival, an agonizing endurance test. John hadn't seen Jesus for decades. Surely he might have been tempted to give up on his faith. Maybe he heard the voices whispering, Jesus isn't the resurrection and the life. Jesus isn't the way and the truth and the life. Jesus isn't the only way to the Father. All John had to do was buy into this. If he would recant his faith, maybe he could at least return to the mainland and get a regular jail cell. Maybe if he quit believing that Jesus is who he says he is, maybe then John would have a lessened workload or maybe even get to be released to run somewhere far, far away. But John, when he was asked, who is Jesus? He didn't change his answer, even after all the decades of not seeing him. John had recorded in his gospel, the book of John, Jesus' conversation with the woman at the well. Jesus had said, But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. And that is exactly what John was doing on the island of Patmos one Sunday. He recorded in Revelation 1 that he was worshiping in the Spirit when he suddenly saw somebody, somebody he recognized, somebody he knew, a familiar face from his past. Much time had elapsed, and the face, it was different. It took John a few moments, I think. His mind had to sort through the fog of decades of pain, of woundings and sacrifice. And then, John wrote in Revelation 1, 17 and 18, When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. It's as if John suddenly had a, I know you moment. He recognized Jesus in his glorified body, in his appearance as King of kings and Lord of lords. John recognized his voice when Jesus said to him, I am the Alpha and the Omega, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. 
John recognized this person who he loved so much. And I have to imagine it was an amazing reunion. And then Jesus told him to write down all that he was about to show him, which henceforth became the book of Revelation. And with that, we have the pictures of who Jesus is that are painted both in the Gospel of John and in the book of Revelation. In the last two discipleship conversations, we've talked about two of these pictures of who Jesus is. In John eleven twenty five, John recorded Jesus saying, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And then in John 14, 6, John recorded Jesus answering, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And now here we have the pictures of who Jesus is as shown in the book of Revelation. All of these together give us a better understanding and view of who it is that we serve and follow. Does this matter? Well, it sure does. I think that sometimes we go through really hard seasons, just like John. We may not be banished to a literal island of torture and brutality, but our hearts and our lives are full of pain. We hear the voices telling us to quit believing Jesus is who he says he is. We may stop caring about God's stuff and start focusing on our own survival. We stop talking to the next generation about our faith because we may even be doubting it ourselves. We quit spending time worshiping God in spirit and in truth. But John didn't do this. He kept showing up. He kept worshiping God in spirit and truth, just like Jesus said to do. And here's the thing. When he did, God showed up. John experienced Christ in a way that allows us to experience Jesus too. And friend, I wonder, what about us? If we don't give up, if we keep pressing in, if we cling to Jesus as our resurrection and life, as the way and the truth, as the only way to the Father, if we truly accept for our lives that He said He is the Alpha and the Omega, who is and who was and who is to come, the Lord God Almighty. If we hold on no matter what life throws our way, I wonder what amazing God moments He has in store for us. In the first chapter of Revelation, God makes a promise to us that faithful John recorded. It says this, in verse 3 it says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Do you want to experience this blessing? Do you want to experience something more with Jesus? Do you want to know Christ better? Well, then I encourage you to listen to the words of Revelation 1. In preparing for this podcast, I've listened to it, literally listened to it multiple times. I encourage you to do the same and to do so with those entrusted to you. Talk to the next generation about who Jesus is 
Listen to what he says about himself in Revelation 1. Maybe I'll actually record the next podcast as a reading of Revelation 1, just to make it easy for you to listen to with your kids. Talk to them about what it means when Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Who is Jesus? This matters. It matters for your life, and it matters for the lives of those entrusted to you. It matters because you want to know Him well enough that someday, when you see Him, you'll be able to recognize Him, just like the Apostle John did. So seek Him and speak Him. Now, friend, may the Lord bless you just as He promises. Blessed are those who read aloud the words of prophecy, and blessed are those who hear, and blessed are those who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. So friend, go with God. Live for Him, the Lord God Almighty, today. Today.